0: Well, good morning. I want to start by thanking you for uh, having me. Um, Pastor Greg uh, called and asked me if I would fill in on this Sunday for him. And I was honored and glad to do it. Uh, I want you to know that we are very thankful for this church. Um, I want to just express my own personal thanks to you is uh, paramount church is where i'm a pastor at over in bexley and we landed here 10 years ago not knowing anybody and pastor steve and pastor greg welcomed myself and rush Um, and i think they were a little taken by us the first time we asked them to go to lunch Uh, but god established a relationship with us that was very helpful for two pastors who didn't know anybody, um, to have some encouragement, somebody who was like-minded. And then the fact that you financially supported us and helped us uh, through days when we were striving to figure out if we were going to make it and uh, trying to build a church. And so I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank you that now you've taken those funds and you've moved them over to Redemption Hill Church over on the west side a young man that came out of our church and went and planted a church over on the west side. And so continue in your prayers for them. They still need staff. They need people. Um, You know, it's just that that starting of something brand new is just a lot, a lot of work. Um, It's just labor, labor intensive. And so uh, he's a Fairly young man, um, and he's got three kids that two of them are not even physically possible to even have them that close together. They adopted and then they got pregnant and their hands are extremely full. So he is planning a church with three kids under three, um, you know, and just moved into a, a house. And so just pray for them for strength and endurance and for uh, boldness as they take the gospel. Uh, This morning, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, 10 through 20. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Let me read that, and then we will pray and begin. The Scripture says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Let me pray for us as we begin our message this morning. Father, we thank You once again, and we realize that we are totally desperate for You, and that if anything happens here, it's because of the work of Your Spirit, and that Your will will be accomplished, and yet You can make our hearts willing. I pray that all of our hearts in here will be yes to You and the things that You speak to us about. You will challenge each one of us in this place. You will cause us to think about things or face a decision that we might need to make. I pray that they would be yes to You. Make our hearts receptive. Help us to not just be hearers of the words, but doer of the Word. Lord, and if there's somebody here today that doesn't know Christ as Savior and Lord, what a great day. May this be their day of salvation that they would come to You and that they would see Jesus Christ in all His glory. Lord, we love You. Thank You for saving us. Just bless this time. May You be honored and glorified in it all. In Your name we pray. Amen. This passage of Scripture is extremely like, fill with all, do this, do everything, all, all, stand, 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 just over and over and over that it is ringing through this passage of scripture. We're going to take a really kind of high view of this and not try to get down into the weeds too much. Um, you could spend a lot of time here. You could spend several weeks here, uh, in this message and breaking down the, the, the armor of God. But we're going to take a high view. And I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you know that I am trying to deliver this with as much love and passion and that we all would be reminded of who we are and how we are to be. My sermon title this morning is The Seriousness of the Battle. And are we ready? Are we ready? Seriousness of the battle, he starts off, and this is Paul, he's coming after this rich book in Ephesians and he's come through the five chapters. He's worked through the first half of the sixth chapter and he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. And you continue to read here and he starts to talk about, here's what this is going to look like. And here is where the battle is. I want you to see the series. How to fight. How do we fight this battle? Are we in evil days? It sure seems evil to me. I know they say there's nothing new under the sun. But I'm telling you, these are some evil days. And I'm sure that it's been evil in the past. Just read your Bible. It's, it's been evil. People have sacrificed their babies before for false God. These are evil days. However, how are we to live in these evil days? He tells us, does that describe your life? Does that describe my life? Would you tell somebody that you walk in the power of God's strength, in the power of His might? That's what Paul's saying to do here. I know I ask this question every quite often because especially in Baptist circles, we're a little cautious with the Holy Spirit. We don't want to go too far and things get crazy. But we've also gotten to a point where I don't think we recognize it enough and going, you know, you can do nothing apart from Me. And all this is in the power of the Spirit that God has given to us to live in this power and in His strength and in His might. Does that describe us? Part of what I see is we almost are doing more damage to the Gospel than we are proclaiming the Gospel. We're tied up so much in our own sin we can't even get out of our own way to go and take the Gospel to the lost and dying world. I know, I know most people, if I ask them, say, hey, are you walking in the Spirit this morning? Would you say yes? Would you hesitate? Do you kind of repel from that question? Oh, would it sound boastful or prideful if I said yes? Isn't that strange? Yes, we should be walking in the Spirit. God's power walking in us in fellowship. This is a relationship that is filled, that we are full of power. So much so, he goes on, he says, be strong. How do we do this? Put on the whole armor of God. Be fully dressed. Put on the whole armor of God. Did anybody get up this morning and put on the armor of God? Maybe you may have not been as emphatic as walking through these verses. Hopefully, you spent some time with the Lord this morning before you got here in preparation for worship. You've already started your worship before you got here. But He's really clear about how this is how we are to be living. And it's funny because there's a lot of Scripture we know, but there seems to be a lot of Scripture that we don't really do. And I think it's just very subtle of the enemy, and that's what he's talking about here. We're we're to be able to stand against the evil one. How do we do this? You put on the whole armor, not just part of it, not just some of my prayer time, not just some of my meditating on Scripture. Maybe I should memorize some Scripture. He's very, very clear, and it's for what? Who is this battle? What is our battle? It's the devil. It's the evil one. It's the one who comes with schemes. It's a, it's a pretty powerful list. There he goes. We and he says here for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Does that not seem strange? Matter of fact, if you look at Ephesians two one through three. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the flesh and of the mind and the body. And is Paul not in chains here? Is he not wrestling against flesh and blood? Yes, he is. And yes, we do. I think the more that we take the gospel and we are bold in proclaiming the gospel, the more you should expect some trouble. I don't think we suffer much for the gospel because I don't think we're being very bold in proclaiming the gospel. And I hear me. I say we, us, Reynoldsburg Baptist Church, Paramount Church, being bold for the gospel, lost people dying, going to hell. We're fighting against the devil, the cosmic powers. Did, did you feel like that's what you're doing in your life? That's what he's talking about here. Yes, we wrestle against flesh and blood. What he is saying is see the bigger picture. Did any of those who would come and oppose us, they're being moved by the, the enemy. They're being moved by the devil. I'm not trying to get to the the level of saying demon possessed or anything like that, but he is in control. He is God's devil, but he is he is ordering some of these days here. And he's and he is drawing all people that he can to bring evil and we're sitting here watching it. And what he's saying, don't get so focused on the physical and realize the battle is in the spiritual world. It's in our hearts and in our lives. Walking in the Spirit so that what? I can resist the devil. Do you, you feel like you're, you're ready to go at war against the devil? Again, I don't know that any of us, I don't even know that I would even command the attention of the devil. I don't think he has to worry about me that much. I think he can send some other evil forces to give me trouble. And even then, are you ready? Do you know that you can stand there and go, I can win this. I'm good. I've got everything I need. Come on. Those who have martyred, if you listen to them in some of their last words, getting ready to get, you know, burned at the stake, go ahead. You want me to strike the match? You're no threat to me. See the bigger picture, see the battle, and, I, and, and I'm not sure that we are walking in this kind of power, in this kind of strength. But yet he's saying this is what he is commanding them to do, right? Go do this. And how do we do this? We put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor. Do you put that on every day? I want you to be emphatic about this. When this is over, I'm going to say something at the very end and say, "Do this every day. Do this, because we're living as though we're not really in the battle. Do you feel like you're in the battle? Are you waging war against the enemy? Or, well, I'm just trying to survive. We're anxious. Why are we anxious? We're consumed. We're busy. The world's conforming us. Pressing in on us. Don't say anything. Don't talk about that. Don't use those terms. This is really clear. Paul really comes through the end of this book and he says, Now, all that is even before this, men, Married men, love your wives as Christ loved the church. You can't do that if you don't put this on. You can't do this if we're not walking in the power of the Spirit. Not walking in the power of His might, His strength. Only He can cause a sinful man like me to love a wife like He loves the church. I will never get there. In my best day. But I keep fighting. And I keep working. And I keep loving. And I keep fighting against those things that want to come in and cause me not to do that. To cause me to get irritated with her. Really? And I'm supposed to love her like Christ loves the church? Yeah, but don't you know what she did is just so annoying. We call that strangeness when I do premarital counseling. What they're doing is not sinful. Just something that they've always done and, you know, in their life and raised that way. And when they first get married, they say, that's so strange. And it makes them angry. This shouldn't bother us. But He comes here and He says, look, there's this big battle that's going on. And you, we're all to be a part of this. This is what you've been saved to. Christ left. Why? So He gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can all be like Christ. That we represent Jesus. And now there's not just one Jesus on earth, there is millions. Imagine Christians. Imagine all those who proclaim to be followers of Jesus Christ walking in power, in strength, in the might of God. You go back in... Read earlier in chapter one, and he talks about the power. It's the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that lives within us. How do we do this? How do you do this? You put on the whole armor of God. You want to walk in His power and in His strength? You put on the whole armor. Not your armor, not your best efforts. Not you. Striving and fighting. There's tension here because he also says, having done all that you can. So there is an effort. There is a a striving on my part, all by grace, grace, the power of God given to me to do these things. And that's what there's always this tension of going, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working as hard as I can. I just need to work a little bit harder. No, I just need to make sure I am diligent, but I'm relying on the grace of God and His power, and this is how He gives it to me. What is God's armor? Verse 14, having fastened on the belt of truth that is wrapping a belt around you that is truth girding yourself with truth some translations put that that's, that's something that's almost like a girdle that would be used to draw in ladies used to wear these to help hold their stomach in that's the same it's the same thing it's it's taking the truth of god and I'm wrapping it around and it's my core. Bring bringing it up to date. Exercise. What are they focusing on? They're focusing a lot on the core. Get your strength in your core. When our core is the belt of truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Taking a breastplate and putting it on. I want you to think about this as I walk through this. I have a son-in-law who lives in Florida who is a police officer. And I've been there before when we were there and he's working and he gets up and he gets ready to go out as a police officer. And all the stuff that he ends up putting on is kind of like, I don't even know how you guys like function. I'm not sure how you would even run after somebody. But he has on this belt that is loaded. It has a weapon on one side and it has uh, a taser on the other side. He has things in here that you can spray with mace. He's got extra clips of bullets. He's got handcuffs, things that go around. It goes all the way around him. And it straps around him. Then he starts to put on his bulletproof vest. And he's got other clothing that's going on. Puts a bulletproof vest on. Puts a uniform on. Then he's got things that he wears. And then his shoes are special shoes. So that they can be good on their feet. And I sit there and watch him, and he does this every day. Every day that he is working. And it's the same routine every day. And there's a a uniform that he wears. He is putting on. Putting on. And you look at that, and man, when he leaves that house, he's ready. He's ready. Think this way. That we, or he, Paul, is commanding. He said, hey, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Guard your heart. Put on Christ Jesus. Put on His righteousness. Remind ourselves, die to myself. It's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. Really? <laughs> what a call. Every day, every moment, every circumstance, every situation. Being girded up, being full on. The armor is all on me. And I'm going to do my best to represent Christ Jesus. i got His righteousness on me. Mine would never make it. Not possible. Having the readiness of the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace he talks about, we read earlier. I'm not going to take the time to go back and read it again. It was just peace. This is the gospel of peace. We were far off, but now we've been drawn, we've been drawn near. We have been made. We have come into Christ Jesus. We had no hope. No way to get there. God had not come and get us. We're not going to make it. There's nothing we can do. In and of ourselves to, to, to get salvation. Except that God comes and He calls us and He uses that gospel and it's peace. We were talking about this the other day. Being in a fight, we're using language about fight and battle. And that's, there's a lot of times that we've even experienced it in the church here lately. COVID. It caused an unusual fight. An unusual battle. The pastors have looked at each other and gone, We're not near as far along as we thought we were. You watch people leave the body of Christ over a mask? And you're armored up and you've got the gospel of peace on your feet so that you're ready to go take peace to people? We're battling inside. How in the world are we taking peace? That's our fight. That's our battle. We're not here to, fun, to, to fight and to punch it out and to, yeah, you know, I've got my rights. And it's like, no, no, no. You're the one who's fighting and you're the one who is far off. Look at the big picture. You're being controlled by the evil one. You need the gospel of peace. You're at war against God. Don't you see? I need to tell you, you're at war against God. And you're not going to win that battle. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to bring peace. You want to hit me? Hit me. You want me to wear a mask? Sure, I'll wear a mask. You don't want me to wear a mask? I won't wear a mask. It's all it's so much more. And we're not here to fight and to win and to get rights. Yes, we stand up for truth, but don't let those things control you. You you need to see further going. Those people are being ruled by the evil one. And they need to hear the gospel. You put the Gospel of of, of peace on on your feet when you get ready to go so that everywhere I go that I'm ready and I'm going to take a stand and I'll be able to share the Gospel? I'll see the bigger picture going, I know what you're saying, but that's really not the root of the problem. It's the same way in counseling. Most of the time, people's problems, that's not their problem. Your problem is you're not walking with God and you're sinning and you don't think you're sinning. And you're not even repentant. But he's my problem. She's my problem. No, she's not. You're your own problem. Are you shodding your feet, as one uh, translation put it? You're putting the shoes on? That is the gospel of peace when you go? Or am I ready to be offended? Everybody wants their rights. Man, it's so much bigger than that. The call that we have here's what Paul is laying out to you in Isaiah how beautiful are how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. He goes on all circumstances verse sixteen in all circumstances there's never a moment. We're in a battle. If you're at war over in the Middle East, you don't let your guard down. And you count on the other ones who may go out and fight on the front lines while you take a rest. But even then, the way you sleep, the way that they're trained, the stuff that's around, in case something happens, they're ready. Every circumstance, every circumstance of our life, people God crosses our paths. See those, that's a divine appointment. Why did He bring them to me? So that I can take the gospel of peace. Do you know God? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Somebody would get angry at you, blow their horn, whatever whatever it is, we're so easily stirred up to anger these days. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. You take that shield of faith, and what can you do with it? What's the Scripture say? This is where I like for congregation to talk back to me. I I like interaction. With it, you. With this shield of faith, you. You, you. You, you. If you're a child of God, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you can do this. You can extinguish every fiery dart of the devil. Is that you? Should be. Nothing magical you got to do to get this. See the call, see the power, see the strength. Of His might, taking that shield of faith, going, you can't harm me. There's nothing going to come through this God does not allow. And that He will end up using for His glory. How oh, do you grab that shield of faith when you leave and go, that makes you extremely bold, doesn't it? If I truly believe that, this is Word, this is truth. You just girded your middle section with all this truth. This is who we are. Do we look like this church? Nobody looks at the church and sees the power of God on it to where it's like, man, they can't figure us out. We're just over here, kind of quiet. Don't bother anybody. Don't say anything. They're going to come throw you in jail. Hmm. This is this this passage of scripture is is extremely strong. And this is who we are. He's not done. He goes on, and he, is, he says, "The whole armor of God, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That that you have in your hands this morning, and if you don't have one, get one. I'm almost becoming against the electronic because I see enough trouble that there's also your games are on the same electronic piece that you use. You know, it's just something about holding a Bible. Memorizing this Bible. Setting it apart. That I'm not tempted that when I go to my iPad or my computer to do my Scripture reading, oh yeah, I'll check out Facebook or Instagram real quick. Next thing you know, you haven't even started your time with the Lord. Make it special. Do what you've got to do to get into this because this is where the truth is. This is the only truth. Don't let anybody sway you on that. This right here, this is truth. What God says, this will be done. This will be done. Eat it. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Take it with you. It's the sword of the Spirit. It's God's Word. It's the sword. Of, it's the only piece of armor that is offensive. It's on the offense. Everything else is for defense. So that we'll stand. I can defend. We stand, we withstand. There's wrestling that goes on. That's what the Scripture's talking about. And you do all of this so we can stand. So we can stand. What's that? Stand for the peace. I'm coming to you with peace. Go ahead. Wage war on me. You slap me on this cheek, here, have the other one. Have this one. Let me give you peace. You can strike me again. Look at Paul's life. Beaten. Stripes. Arrested. In chains. Over and over and over. What does he do? He keeps taking the gospel of peace everywhere he goes. This. This, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. It's alive, it's active, it cuts like a two-edged sword. One thing I know I can give somebody scripture in in, in 15 seconds, it loaves. And I can confidently go and God can use that. Holy Spirit can use that. He may He's gonna change the heart. It'll sow a seed that somebody else may come along in water, and we have no idea what God's doing most of the time. in all circumstances. You can actually read this backwards. Start here and then go backwards and you start to see what? From the Word of God. It's where my faith comes from. It is my truth that I wrap around my belt. It is my shield. As I live this and I watch God work in my life and take care of me and hold to His his promises and carry us through medical problems, going losing a job, Coming here without a job? Not getting a job for five months? God never, ever has let us down. Ever. And you know what? He never will. He promised. And He swears by no other than Himself. He can't be untrue to that. He doesn't stop That's your armor. That's what we are to be putting on. That is what builds the power of God in us. Can you imagine if you get dressed in the morning and you're thinking, man, I'm wrapping the truth of God around me. You start to feel you're confident. What? Not in myself, but it's like, hey, I got this. God's got this. I don't have it, but God's got it. And He's promised that He'll never leave me nor forsake me. He will be right here. And this truth, it will bear out. This shield, it's not going to fail. Ever. Ever. And going through it, it's like, my identity, this is my identity. This is who we are. This is our identity in Jesus Christ. And oh, by the way, you do this for a living. That's not who you are. I used to run a paint business before I came into full time ministry. I did that so I could try to reach men. I could try to reach people that I did work for. That God would use that as a way of getting the gospel out. I not a yes, I run a paint company, but I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what I do. Like Paul being a tent maker. You don't think of Paul being a tent maker. You think of Paul being one of the greatest saints that's walked this earth. He goes on, verse 18. What does he say? Praying at all times in the Spirit. It's like breathing. Breathing. It becomes so much a part of us. We're just breathing God. That's what we're doing. We're just breathing, talking with God. Yes, we get busy at work. I know pressures are at work. But you stop and somewhere along the way you just, yeah, okay, I'm reminded the Lord's here with me. And I remember some passages that I read this morning. This is how you live and to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Praying at all times so that we can stand withstand he keeps going. After you've done all of this, he gives you another here, take this with you. Be alert. I watch my son in law, and they are extremely alert. They got computers, they got things in their cars, and they're always watching. You pull up on a the scene, they are they are doing all kinds of stuff. They're they're evaluating the whole situation. They're taking it all in. And they're processing. What should I be doing? What should I be doing? This is like natural to me. Even just pulling over a car, you watch him. You watch a show. They come up behind it and they put their hand on the, on the fender of the car. That way, if anything ever happens, they got fingerprints on that car. They know that He was there. Oh, we'd be leaving our fingerprints all over everybody. For the gospel. Praying for one another. He says, pray for all the saints. Boldly, so that we can proclaim the gospel boldly. Paul asks, he says, pray for me. Is this not strange to you? Paul says, pray for me. What is he asking them to pray for? For boldness. To speak the gospel, to speak the mystery of the gospel while I'm in chains. He got in chains because he's speaking the gospel boldly. Really, Paul? Do any of us feel like we measure up to the life of Paul? Not that that's even our standard, Christ is our standard. But you're thinking, this guy, he took the gospel everywhere. Open your maps in your Bible. That's all he did. See, it's always necessary. You never arrive. We're always fighting. Help me, be bold. Pray for me that I'll continue to be bold. It's probably hard when you're in change because it's like you keep running your mouth, we're going to beat you. Eventually, we'll want to kill you. And he faced that several times. Paul. All the more, every one of us, you should be praying for one another. We need prayer to be bold with the Gospel. Everything in our flesh will rise up and say, hmm, don't do that. Oh, this is awkward. They don't want to talk to me. I don't even know how to get the conversation started. It's real easy. Tell them about somebody that you love with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. How can you not say something about them? Somebody like that. Bumble through it if you got to bumble through it. There is no bumbling. Trust in the Holy Spirit and look at that person and realize if they don't get the Gospel and they don't get Christ, they're going to spend eternity in hell. If we could get about two seconds of a glimpse of that, it would radically change our lives. It shouldn't take that. We should be so in love with God that we can't keep our mouths from not speaking. It's a little heavy. But I hope that you'll take it and be encouraged. Be challenged. Look at what God has provided for us. You can't fail at this. He's giving you everything that you need. And then He's fighting the battle right with you. All His strength. All His power. All His might. Lives in you. The Holy Spirit that raised the dead. It's never been done before. Never will be again until He comes back and He takes us all home. Be encouraged. Desire this as you love God. The challenge for this week. The seriousness of the battle. How to fight. How are we fighting daily in a battle? Those who are saved, they persevere in this fight. Don't quit. I'm, I'm I'm getting older. My wife don't like for me to say that. Don't say that. We're not old. Ask anybody under fifty, and they'll say, "Yeah, you you old." I got a son who's forty. That's old. Don't stop. I know physical conditions keep you from doing what you used to could do. Find something. Pray always. Pray for the saints. Call them. Text them, hey, are you put your arm on today? Have you had a chance to take the Gospel of Peace to somebody? They're all around you. They're all around us in Bexley. They're all over this city. Every nationality is in this city. This place is going crazy. Companies moving in here, thousands of jobs. We just keep right on going and it's like lost people after lost people after lost people. And for Paramount, it's been probably a year and a half to two years and we've seen somebody who truly has been saved. It's not just a kid that has come up through the church, and I don't make light of that. Trust me. Hear me. But it just concerns me as far as the adults and sharing the Gospel. It's been a long time since Paramount Church has seen somebody that's come to Christ. that got radically transformed. that came to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. There's a fight. Keep fighting. I encourage you to keep on going all the way to the end. Are we ready? Yes, we're ready. You have everything you need. Let's go. We need to plan other churches. We need to get the Gospel out. It's all over this city. I'm way over. I'm sure. Greg's really good to about 30 minutes. So, I'm stopping. Every day. This week, when you have your time with the Lord, take two minutes, go to this passage of Scripture and and armor up. I can't see how we can armor up and not look to be a part of the battle. Why would you put it all on if you're not going to go do something? And you'll win. You'll suffer, but you're going to win you sit here today and this is strange language to you and you don't know this Jesus is Savior and Lord I plead with you I beg with you talk to somebody that's sitting next to you come see me I'll be out in the vestibule after things are over don't leave here you got questions you want to know more about this gospel it's really clear it's all in this book of Ephesians Man, we would, nothing would be better than for this day to be the day of Your salvation. And let me encourage you, as we're trying over here, we're facing the same thing. Paramount Church has the same struggles. Let's armor up. And let's go for the Lord and see what He does. Father, thank You so much for Your Word. What a powerful little passage. In all the things that you do, in all, in all, in all, in heaven, as we have done all, that you will help us, you will make us, you not only just help us, you will cause us to stand. And we will say, we will clearly face suffering. The more bold we give for this, the more we should expect it. Look at Christ's life. Oh, but will it be worth it? Absolutely. I can, I can. Surely believe that once our faith becomes fight, sight and we see You in heaven, we will all have longed to do so much more. So You do that work in us. Grow us. Help us to love You with everything that we have. May that, that desire right there motivate us in all of these areas because of the great love we have for You that leads to the great love that You demonstrated for others in going to the cross. Thank You for these folks. Thank You for their attention this morning. And I pray that You will uh, bless them. Uh, Bless all of us. Use us in this city and beyond. In this state. In this country. On the other side of the world. May we be astounded at the work we see You do in us. We of all people would be like, there's no explaining this except for God and God alone. We love You. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.